0: Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host, Katie, and this is episode 268. Today, we're talking about the binge restrict cycle. Maybe you've heard of this, maybe you haven't, maybe you've heard of the diet cycle. Maybe you are new to a non-diet approach and you're kind of worried that, mm, I've heard about intuitive eating, I've heard about this you know, non-diet approach, but it just sounds too good to be true. How do I know it will work for me? Or maybe you identify as a binge eater or maybe even emotional eater, and you're curious what impact it has on your health. We're going to cover all these topics today, and I think you're going to get some really great golden nuggets. They're going to help you regardless of where you're at on your journey. And as always, a little disclaimer, I'm recording on the road. Today I am in Boca Raton, Florida, recording from my hotel room. It's raining outside. There's AC. Y'all know I just keep it real. We roll with it. And so thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being here. I value your time and I'd love to meet you. So send me a message on Instagram. Just go to the link in the show notes. And I'm also going to link in the show notes, a link to a blog post. So if you are somebody who obviously you're an audio learner because you're here, but if you want to read it or maybe share this with a friend, I'll link that as well. All right, on to the show. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. If you have dieted or restricted for years, it's quite possible that you might feel addicted to food or maybe feel that you have no self-control. We're going to give an overview of the binge restrict cycle, explain what it is, the problems it can cause, but ultimately I want to share with you how to stop the cycle for good. Let's start by identifying what is actually binging? What is considered a binge? Because I hear this all the time. I hear it from clients. I hear it from just strangers in the street, just saying, oh, I I binged on that, or I had a binge. And the word gets thrown around. So let's start by really defining it. Disordered eating and eating disorders are both prevalent, but also so normalized in today's society. So it's really important to first understand the difference between a binge and overeating. An episode of binge eating is characterized by both of the following. So number one, eating a large volume of food in a distinct amount of time. So let's say within a two hour time period and a sense of lack of control over eating during the episode. So feeling like you can't stop. Those both have to occur in order for it to really be characterized as a binge. So as you can tell, there's a lot of wiggle room in there. So when should I actually seek help for binge eating? You know, when, when do I know that it's actually an issue? How do I know if it's disordered eating or an eating disorder? And the first thing I can say to answer that is that if you think that you should seek help, if you're asking the question, then seek help. There is absolutely no shame in that. Please, please, please. And if you have friends, you know, daughters, brothers, siblings, whoever, anybody else, you know, who experiences something like this, you know, don't wait until you or they are sick enough because despite what others say, disordered eating doesn't have a certain look. And the reality is that you deserve to live a life free from guilt or shame when it comes to food or anything really for that matter. So for a clinical diagnosis, of binge eating disorder, often you'll see it abbreviated as BED. So in addition to what I just said, the episodes also are associated with three or more of this checklist I'm going to go through. So number one, eating more rapidly. So eating faster than normal. Number two, eating until feeling really uncomfortably full. Number three, eating large amounts of foods when you're not feeling physically hungry. Number four, eating alone due to feelings of embarrassment, like hiding your eating or yeah, you're just ashamed or embarrassed by the volume or how much you're eating. And then last is feeling disgusted with yourself, feeling depressed or just feeling really guilty afterwards. If on average you experience, you know, a range of those symptoms once per week, three months or longer, then it's quite possible that you may actually meet the clinical diagnostic criteria for binge eating disorder. Now, full disclaimer, this podcast is not for you know medical or mental health recommendations. It doesn't replace any of that. This is really just to educate and empower you and encourage you really to dig deeper and to learn more. So that's what's considered binging. So let's talk about the flip side. If we're talking about the binge restrict cycle, We also need to understand what is restriction. And restriction means to, you know, by definition, it means to control, to put limitations on something. When it comes to the diet mentality, there's both physical restriction and mental restriction. So let me explain the difference between the two. Physical restriction is limiting really the amount or the type of food. So for example, it could be calorie counting. It could be macro counting. It could be container systems or, you know, air quotes, portion control methods like the 21 day fix, or I don't even know if that's still around. It could be whole 30 or plans that put certain food groups off limits. Whereas mental restriction is allowing yourself to eat the foods, but feeling guilty for eating it or saying things either out loud or in your head, like, okay, only one piece or at the next meal, I'll make a better choice, or I really want this, but I'm going to eat that instead. So we know what binging is now. We know what restriction is. So what do we mean by the binge restrict cycle? So binging or overeating often results in those feelings of guilt, shame, or anxiety. And these feelings of that discomfort often then lead to that desire to lose weight, to change your body, or really buy into the false promises of diet culture, you know, do this meal plan and all your problems are going to go away, right? There's an endless list of promises that diets try to sell us on. And when we can no longer restrict physically, you get really intense feelings of hunger or you get really intense cravings. So that's like the physical signs or mentally, if you mentally are under so much stress of dealing with food rules, of being in social situations and just having so much brain space taken up. That's when you might find yourself in that binge eating and then the cycle continues. And if you go to the link in the show notes for my visual people, I'll put a a link to a visual as well. So you can see what I mean by that cycle. So how do I know if I'm actually in the cycle? These are some things that might be a sign that you could already be at risk of binge eating. So examples might be ignoring or really avoiding those biological cues of hunger, right? Knowing that you might be hungry, but keeping yourself really busy to not acknowledge the cues. Maybe it's avoiding certain food groups or certain foods, food groups altogether. It could be increased thoughts with food, thinking a lot about food. If you have cheat days or you take breaks, From dieting that could lead you in the binge restrict cycle. If your weight is really unstable, you your weight fluctuates a lot from day to day, week to week, month to month, and you can't remember a time where your weight's really been within a range of, let's say, like one to five pounds, right? Is kind of a what would be considered stable weight. Maybe you are restricting as a result of a bad body image day, or you had a day of quote unquote bad eating. So that causes you to change what you eat the next day. Or even if you just find yourself dreading social events or situations where food's out of your control. So going out to eat at a restaurant or traveling, situations where you just, you don't know what's going to be served to you. You don't have control over it. There's a lot of unknowns if that causes you a lot of stress. So why is this cycle problematic? I'm, I'm sure you can make some assumptions right now, but It can really be problematic and detrimental to your health for many reasons, but I like to think of it in categories. So from the emotional, the mental standpoint, of course you can feel shame. You can feel guilt. You can feel anxiety, depression, regret, negative self-talk, or even just isolation, feeling lonely, feeling like I'm a bad person. I'm the only one who probably does this. But then there's also the physical impacts that I think often really get overlooked, such as a slowed or decreased metabolism, nutrient deficiencies, fatigue or lethargy, just feeling tired all the time, losing muscle mass, bone loss. It actually, the binge restrict cycle can actually lead to an increased risk of infertility, decreased immune system. So it puts you at risk for a lot of different things, but also, it puts you at increased risk for disordered eating or even developing a more severe eating disorder. Now, I know the question that you've been answering for, if you're not, if you're listening to this episode, you're nodding head, your head along like, yes, yes, I know. I understand. I identify with all the things you're saying. Now, how do I freaking stop the cycle? Number one, I like to keep it real here. And I want you to recognize that we can't just wave a magic wand. We can't just say, okay, here's the steps good luck, goodbye, you know, just do this and this and that, and the cycle will stop overnight. For many of our clients, specifically in our practice, there's a reason that they're stuck in the cycle. There may be a reason that you are stuck in the binge restrict strict cycle and the healing process, it takes time. The good news is that with this awareness can come action. And there are steps that you can take to break the cycle for good. And one of the first steps is to stop restricting. Yes, just stop restricting. What do I mean? How do I do that? There's lots of different things you can do. Some strategies that work really well for our clients are doing things like setting timers to eat, little reminders during the day to check in with your hunger cues, to nourish yourself during the day. That may actually help you to feel less ravenous at night. You could look at having more balanced meals and snacks. Are you eating all food groups? Is there an area where you can add? Are you eating adequate amounts? You know, eating to your needs, eating the, the amount of food that your body physically needs is so important. However, this can feel really scary, especially if you've under eaten for so long. You might have a fear that, well, my metabolism's so slow. If I eat I'm just gonna gain weight. And that's not necessarily the truth. You know, eating to your needs can actually help support a healthy metabolism. And try to just return to normal eating after a binge, you know, if, if you have an, a, an episode or a situation where you do overeat, do your best to just skip back to normal eating. Resist the urge to restrict. and I know, I know, I know that it's so much easier said than done, but remember that every eating experience is an opportunity for you to learn more about your body and your relationship with food. So if you feel like you've overcome the binge restrict cycle, but you keep finding yourself in it, remember, you you don't have to go through this alone. So I really encourage you, find a therapist, find a registered dietitian, somebody who specializes in this area. There are so many amazing clinicians out there. And again, I recommend a trained therapist who is you know health at every size informed, has a weight neutral approach as well as a dietitian, not a nutritionist, but a registered dietitian who has this background as well, who can really support you with the whole picture. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you gave us a shout out on Instagram. Just go to the link in the show notes, or you can tag us at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Leave us a review, hit that follow button. Your support means the freaking world to us. So just know that we appreciate your time and have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.